Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. Uh, Pastor Chris here once again at the the old Fathom Academy podcast studio slash lounge slash basement room, uh, all of the things. And I just wanted to welcome y'all. Thanks for listening in. We are on our third of three uh, Meet the Elder Candidates podcast here. And so uh, that's why I'm sitting in the the host chair again today. Uh, and we have our third and certainly not least uh, of our <laughs> elder candidates today. Uh, we got Justin Wellen with us here. So Justin, hey, man. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm sitting here. It's pretty exciting. It's very comfortable lounge yeah. area we got here. Yeah, you know, we are in the basement. It's uh, dark and dingy when it's, you know, a beautiful 75 outside. So it's supposed to snow this weekend. Though. I know, you know, it's it's almost spring. I don't know what it is, but here we go. But glad that you are with us today. Uh, so, I mean, really, this, Justin, the whole reason why we're doing this is so that the members, the regular attenders, the people who call Fathom Home can begin to get to know you a little bit. I mean, we've had your much better half, Maddie, on on the podcast uh, in previous months talking about specifically foster stuff. So uh, that we we know her, but this is our, this is our, your first time in the podcast chair. So hopefully, I do it justice. I think you're gonna do great. I think you do great. So. Uh, so let's start like this, uh, Justin, I'd love to hear, um, just kind of your testimony, share, share with us, uh, where you're from, your upbringing, uh, how, how you, how you met Maddie. I mean, just kind of give us the story, the rundown, uh, as detailed as you'd like. And, uh, we, we'll kind of move into talking about fathom and, and eldering and all that, but just love to know more about you so that our, the people at the church know uh, a little bit more about you. Absolutely. I think the we started this with our d group that we lead kind of like testimony and stories and the infamous way i usually start this is that uh i was born in chicago on a couch in a funeral home so that's actually a fun fact of how started life my dad wait, wait. born in chicago on a couch in a funeral home in a funeral that home. is correct i'm assuming it was not planned that way it was actually pretty planned that way so okay. my parents are not hippies by any means, but planned a home birth back in the early 90s. And that was a plan. And they were renting a apartment on the top of a, a, part, a funeral home where my dad was working at nights and going to seminary during the day. So that was my <laughs> beginning moments uh, in wow. Chicago, Illinois. So it's less glamorous when you explain it. Yeah. But, but that still, punchline is like stuck all the way through. So really whenever good. we do D group stories, it always just comes up. I like which it. Which is kind of fun. So now you can just come to me and be like, you're the one who was born on a couch in a funeral. I'm like, yep, that is exactly <laughs> correct. So, um, but grew up in a Christian family. Like I said, was born in Chicago. My dad was like at the time getting his seminary degree and he was a pastor and now is a professor at a seminary. So grew up, we moved around a few different times, kind of following some ministry positions anywhere from the middle of nowhere, South Dakota to British Columbia, Canada. My dad actually is Canadian. Uh, but most of my life, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, which if you know anything about the South, it is a beautiful place, but one that is a little bit different than Colorado, to say the least. You are the least Southern Southerner I've ever met. I think it's because I like grew up with an identity marker, like being Canadian. Like I'm a dual citizen. So my dad's Canadian. All my family lives up there. So I remember going to Kentucky. I was living in Canada and I was like every Canadian young boy. I was like playing roller hockey with my friends. 
right. uh, from like four to eight. And then we moved to Kentucky when I was seven years old. And we're just going there and just being like, where's the hockey? Where's the kids do that? And people are like, we don't do that. We eat fried chicken and play basketball. And I'm like, oh, this is a little bit different of a culture yeah. uh, to get used to. Um, embarrassingly, we enrolled at a YMCA roller hockey league. And parents complained because my brother and I, we would score about 22 goals together and just destroy teens because we just grew up playing hockey and kids were learning how to skate when they're like 10 years old. So right, right. that was my introduction into Southern culture was just angry parents when I was playing roller <laughs> hockey at the local YMCA. So lovely, which is quite fun. Um, grew up in a pretty large family. And I'm one of five. So I'm the second of five. Another fun fact is that we're all J names, which is kind of a fun thing. So there's Joel, Justin, Josh, Janae and Jessica. Um, but grew up as a big family, really close group in a Christian home that like loved the Lord. But I think the biggest thing for me was figuring out, I think what a lot of people who grew up in Christian homes of like when your faith becomes your own faith versus like your family's faith or your parents' faith. So heard the gospel at a young age, was really fortunate for that. But it was really until like 14 or 15 or so where it kind of like hit home for me of just like my own relationship with sin and how I would need to deal with that and how Christ has called me to be saved by him. So I was saved at the age of 14, was baptized about two years later. Again, just with like encouragement from my parents and my family of just like making sure my faith was my own at that point. I think that was a really good way of going about it. It was not one of those things where I was encouraged. My parents both had the mindset that like we would initiate the conversation around like baptism faith because they knew that like growing up in a home, there's like a lot of pressure of like trying to fit in if we were just like forced into that mold. So really appreciate the upbringing that I grew up and like living there. Um, Went to college in Kentucky. So went to Western Kentucky University. Go tops, as we say. It's almost as cool as go Cougs, but um, it is not not the same. (laughs) So, but you know, that's okay. Um, (laughs) Studied uh, biochemistry while I was there. When I started college, I had planned on going to medical school because I thought that's what every person was supposed to do when they like science uh, was to become a doctor, become a physician. So that was the encouragement. But the Lord really worked in my heart. End of my junior year into senior year was like just not feeling good about the call for it. So um, over the summer, I took my MCATs. They didn't go as well as I wanted to. So I was like already looking at some like gap year opportunities. Um, But that summer was able to actually work at a summer program where I was like teaching and leading and working with high school students. And felt a pretty strong call to go into education. So um, was able to apply and was accepted to a program called Teach for America, which is kind of taking non-traditional education majors who are interested in getting an education and doing alternative licensing and placing in schools that have high need. So after graduation, went to Phoenix, Arizona, where I taught AP chemistry for two years at a Title I school, and it just like fell in love with education, mm-hmm. fell in love with students, fell in love with teaching. And I think through all of that, I learned so much from the Lord of just like how his plans are better than my plans. Like I remember the first couple of years to like going home to see friends and family. And they're like, are you sure you're not going to go back to medical school? Are you sure you're not going to go back eventually? And I was like, no, I, I feel really called to this profession and called mm-hmm. to this field. And I think it was a lot of hard times with that. And a lot of like disappointments when most of my friend group, most of my identity in college was doing everything I can to get into medical school. But um, really am so happy that that shift happened mm-hmm. rather than getting into a profession I didn't knew I wasn't supposed to be in. So, which is like a really amazing thing. So did two years in Phoenix, just like loved being out there. I think 
that's where kind of like the interest of like living out west you know there's always a big debate is colorado actually part of the west you know depends who you ask um because we're kind of central but yeah it has a lot of like western culture vibes to say the least but for after two years in phoenix wanted to go back and be a little bit closer to family so got another teaching job and also college counseling job in the nashville area at a local high school was working there for two years and it was in the second year where uh, maddie and i were set up on a blind date which is really fun my mom and maddie's sister worked together in louisville kentucky at a health clinic and my mom being the traditional christian mother who's worried about her children not getting married at a reasonable age um (laughs) was just like talking about her son talking about me and her my maddie's sister was just like oh i have a sister who sounds like a great fit for your son so they like connected us and um she was living in birmingham finishing up college at samford university so we got connected and just like agreed to meet up for coffee and it turned into like a four-hour conversation that neither of us wanted to leave and then we dated for about six months we knew we were kind of like heading towards marriage we got engaged and moved out to Colorado right after we got married which is exciting and we've been in Colorado now for three and a half years which is crazy we've been married three and a half years and we're lucky to be out here now uh, Maddie works as a training coordinator for a nonprofit with called Casa with foster care. And I get to work as a school administrator at a charter school called DSST college view, where I oversee all the college counseling. Um, but I think through that, it's just crazy. Just like how the Lord just is like worked our stories in together. And I don't think this is the future I imagined that we would kind of be doing when I was growing up, but it's like the future that's here. And we're really excited about that. Right. Oh man. I love, love love the fact that your mom is responsible for your marriage she reminds me all the time i'm sure she does yeah Yeah, i'm sure she does so that's a real encouragement to my heart as the father of a a daughter yep so um okay that's that's really cool so you're you you're in colorado yep you moved here three and a half years ago talk to me about the journey of Let's just do this. Talk to me about the journey about finding a church. Yeah. Because I know a little bit of the story. Not everybody knows the, the story, but a new married couple in a new city, ready, new, new careers. I mean, just kind of ready to, to set out on your own. What is the journey to finding a, a home church look like for you guys? Yeah, it's interesting you put that because we, the school year starts in August and we got married in October. So there was a season where like we actually were like doing like distance engagements. So we came out and stayed with some friends in July and early August. And we're kind of like really just like building a list of churches and trying to figure out which ones that we wanted nearby. And we were the first apartment that we rented. We were moving there in October after we got married was at Verona, which is just down the street. So it's about a mile away from Fathom. So okay. we initially kind of like looked at a few different resources, like the Gospel Coalition has a really good church finder. Acts 29 has a good church finder. And we kind of just like cross-reference a little bit and kind of like use some like resources with like, I have Mike Dad has some connections with like people in the area of like, what are some good churches? So right. kind of developed a list. And it was fortunate that one of the Sundays where like both Maddie and I were in town because Maddie was only here for like a week or two at a time. She would come every four or five weeks was when we both were able to go visit Fathom. I think we just like, initially found it because it was so close to where we were going to be living and just like really just like fell in love with it pretty immediately and it was then kind of a unique position that we were in because like I was here 
coming right. consistently. Maddie was not here for like three more months and it was fortunate. It was at the time we like started to like we a new D group was starting and you were in that D group with like the right. Holmes, the Preshaws, the Bushmans. It was a great group. And I was just the the single engaged guy who was going to it for a little bit. And I, I think, remember, I yeah. remember that first barbecue. Yeah. The first barbecue, it's <laughs> just me and people are just like, Oh, okay. Like you're here, but where's your fiance? I'm like, well, she's living in Birmingham and she's going to be coming. Like, right. And then just trying to give that story. But I remember just like, I think we like FaceTimed her in one time. Like we were trying to get to know her, but it was still this like distance thing. But I think through all of that, like since we both had visited and both got connected, like I think we both, we even though Maddie wasn't here for a bit, just felt like really like welcomed immediately, mm -hmm. which was really great. And I remember after we got married and came back from our honeymoon, it was like November, we just like plugged right back in and people were just like, wow, this is like so great to have her here. We've heard about this person for three months. And I think, I think it was Lori who made a joke. She goes, yeah, we were kind of worried that you were just making up this like fiance for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and we're glad that she's here in person. But I think finding Fathom was just like a combination of just like a little bit of like research from where we were living, kind of like checking out like Acts 29 churches, just knowing that aligns a lot with like our theology and like mission for church as well. And we're fortunate that we were able to find something close to where we were living yeah. for that first year. Like church was three minutes away, which was like a really great thing i grew up going to churches that were like sometimes 25 30 minutes away so i've never had like close access to that before so it was a really great thing for us for that season mm, that's good man that's cool so i mean you, justin you guys have done a lot i mean obviously from a from a mission kind of missional standpoint your family is very involved with foster care mm -hmm. you guys have a foster baby right yeah. now uh, that's maddie's vocation as well so like there's that piece you also are, you know, here at Fathom serving in a couple of ways. I mean, you've, you've, I know you guys have done some greeting. I know you've done, but you're also a D group leader. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us about like the transition in your mind for you and for Maddie um, from, Hey, this is our church to actually, I think maybe eldering is something that, that the Lord might have for me. Cause I think that's, that's, I mean, that's moving from, from even just being a player to really like, it's like becoming an owner mm -hmm, <laughs> uh, from, of, of a team. Uh, if you went from, if you go from the bleachers to the field at you're, you're moving up to like the, 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 the ownership box yeah. at this point. So, so talk to us about that, that transition in your mind, in your heart, and, and maybe even the things that you thought through wrestled through, uh, talk us about to us about that. I think there's definitely a transition that occurs like for like, any person who comes to a church of just like, this is not just like a place I'm visiting. This is like a church that feels like home. And I think that's something that like we felt really quickly. And I think we're really excited for like that initial like stage. And I think that's something that like, we hope that more people feel that way. Like this is their home church. And I think the next step is like to serve. And I think that's where we got in and serve. And I think the more we got involved, the more we just kind of wanted to keep getting involved. So I think it started with like, reading and like managing nursery and then it's like oh what about d group leading and what about this and i think the more we kept getting involved i think we grew together as a couple which was really powerful mm -hmm. and i think you know so many of our friends and closest community is associated with the church and i think the shift for us was then kind of like how are we also like gonna use our gifts and talents to like help like lead in the get the church to a place that's like even better than it is now and mm -hmm. i think what both when we, Maddie and I were praying and talking about the the possibility of coming on as an elder candidate, 
I think we both just got really excited about like the prospects of the future of Fathom and like wanting to be able to use our gifts and talents and also empower people in our church that could also serve in other ways. And I think what we are really passionate about is like developing like authentic relationship with people, whether it's in our D group or other places and like having people over getting to know them and like really getting to know them as people. And I think that's what the call of eldering both for myself and for Maddie, because even though I might have the titles elder candidate, she's in this equally or if not more sometimes mm. than I am just like loving on so many different individuals in our church as well. So I think we, the mindset shift for us has now been of like, how do we not only like go deeper with like our friendships, but also look at other people and be like, we can start getting to know them and like see the gifts that they have and like call it out and celebrate that. And also like allow them to start making this place feel like more like home for them. And it's been, an, it's, you know, it's only been a couple months, but it's definitely been a shift, you know, you go to Sunday and you're kind of like, Oh, like there's new people. Like I want to get to know them. And like, I think that desire was there before, but now it's like on a different level. And I think it's been, a great thing for our marriage so far. And I think it's hopefully will be a good thing for us to kind of grow, but it's definitely is like a mind shift. But I think every person can move from like, this place is my home church to this place is a place I want to serve. And I think the more we get that with more people at our church, it's only going to make it sweeter and make it that much better as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, um, so you're a couple of months into elder candidacy yeah. or month or so, whatever that is. Right. Um, and we've got some time still before the vote and all of that, but I don't know, man, assuming that nothing sketchy happens in the next, you know, six months, uh, you'll be doing a three year, at least mm. one three year, uh, term as an elder. And why don't you talk to us about what you're excited about for the future of fathom? Yeah. Like as you look forward to, uh, you know, let's just say middle of 22, you become uh, a, a full blown, you got to vote kind of elder. So then you've got 22 to 23, 23 to 24, 24 to 25. So 2025, summer of 25, your first term is up. What, what do you, what do you hope for? What are you excited about in the, in the coming, I don't know, three to five years here? Yeah. I think there's so much like different possibility that we can kind of go with it. I think you know, it was crazy. And when we first met and talked about this in like the early fall, like we have been in Colorado for three and a half years and that's half of Fathom's lifetime, which is right. like crazy to think that we've been here that long, even though it just has gone by so quickly. Um, and now thinking like, you know, in three years, we're going to hit year 10 for Fathom. So it's kind of like thinking like by the time the first term ends, it'll be a 10 year anniversary. And like, right. what will it look like? And I think there's a couple of things that are like, immediate is one i think what i'm really hoping for is like consistency of people and like developing strong relationship people that you just like know that they're your people and they're your family especially for like me and maddie like our family is mostly back in the south so we knew that like when we found a church we wanted to be the place that we knew people that could we could rely upon and that we could like pour into as well so i think you know, this is one is like hard to measure, but I just hope that in three years, like our church community, we see the same people here in three years and we don't have a ton of like attrition, but we also add new people as well. And I would love just to see those people like, yeah, we've walked through hard seasons and good seasons and kids have grown up and like, mm. it's kind of a crazy thing. Like we have a 10 month old now who is looking like it's going to be with us like pretty long term. And like when he's like almost four, like that's going to be so different and people will know him for four years. And that's just right. like crazy. So I hope for like 
consistency and deep relationships by the end of the three years and to be part of that cultivating whether it's like sharing ideas about like how to like think about like discipleship differently or how to like pour into people who are on like the outskirts who just need a place in like I think there's some stuff with that Mm. I think second I think we I know we have started like early conversations about like fathoms like permanent home whether Mm -hmm. it's like here or other places but I would love to kind of like end you know, three to five years for us to be at a facility and be at a place that's feels like ours that we can have total like ownership over and like rent out things to people and like host events and feel like this is like where you can really make this a central hub of people's life. And I think the Main Street Center has done that for in some capacity, but what could we do in three years? I'm excited about that prospect. And I think the other biggest thing is, you know, bringing Karina on staff is like, Missions for our church is an area that I think in three years we're going to really go a lot more all in with, you know, by hiring people and like being part of an elder team that is like thinking about that more intentionally, whether it's local missions, whether it's global missions, whether it's thinking about marginalized communities in our area. You know, I think about, you know, restoring partnerships with like nonprofits from here. And I think in three years, like how cool would it be to use contacts and use people and know skills to really expand the mission of our community because you know i think sometimes people look at our church and it's like oh it's in littleton it's in like middle class like suburb america and it's like there's a lot of need in this community as well and i think that's what i'm like really excited about is to see the need and like be part of a church that wants to fill that need as well so those are kind of three things i would say that i'm hoping that are true by our 10-year anniversary at fathom Yeah, yeah it's it's it is wild to think about um how fast time goes, but also where we're, I mean, the fact that we just celebrated seven years that, that you have been around for more than half of the life of this church yeah. is just a, I mean, it's a sweet thing. Um, and, and yeah, to think through, okay, coming up on a decade. I mean, what does that look like? I, I I'm just encouraged and excited. I'm excited because, because all three of you candidates are, you know, bringing new energy, bringing new life, bringing more momentum, more ideas, dreaming about things that could be making up for weaknesses that we have. I I just think it's going to be a really sweet season uh, for our church and, and for whatever the Lord has for us. Uh, I'm just encouraged in that way. So that's fun, dude. That's really fun. Well, so, so now tell, tell us this on, on just a, on a, a less serious note. Um, what, what are you guys into? Like, talk to me about, I I mean, if, if somebody wants to really bless you, uh, they, they'd give you a gift card for this, or they, they, they'd say, Hey, go do that for a day. Like how, how, how do you guys, you know, recreate what's, what's life like on a free day for you guys? It's definitely has shifted when you add kids to the picture, which I think is definitely, there's like, and I think this is what's exciting is like, you know, when Maddie and I talked about like starting fostering and like, you know, she's pregnant, which is no secret. She's 21 weeks, which is really exciting. So we're adding more kids to our family. Um, it's like, there's like pre kids and post kids. And I told her, I was like, once we cross that threshold, like it's like it's, it's all in or nothing at this changed, point. Yep. But I still think no matter what, like we're still the same, like we've, we've changed in like becoming parents, but like a lot of our interests are still the same, but we both, I think, just, like, love being outside. I think that's what we just really just, like, drew us to, like, live out here, you know, whether it's, like, we didn't get as much skiing in this season, but, like, previous years, like, that was definitely a big appeal, just, like, getting out of town into the mountains and mm-hmm. recreating. Um, Maddie and I both just, like, really enjoyed just, like, going out to, like, cool restaurants and trying out new things. Um, we 
we'll just like love to kind of just like if we can find like a date night, try a different restaurant in different areas, whether it's like out here or just go downtown and venture out museums, like art stuff. Like we really got into that when we were dating and we've done that quite a few times with like taking little ones to different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where something that we like learned in marriage is like all of our interests don't have to align, which I think is really great. Um, yeah. I think the first year we were trying to like merge so much of it. And then we were just like, I don't really like, doing that so like one example <laughs> is like running like I grew up a cross-country track runner it was big in my family my dad was my coach so like you know I am very comfortable just saying hey I'm gonna go for a 45 minute run and just like need to unwind and like you don't need to come and that's totally okay but I think we would like we did like trading plans for a while together and we're like this is like not fun <laughs> for both of us but I think that's where interests have started to diverge but I think that's a big difference areas like I just will need that time and energy for that where Maddie gets a ton of time and energy of just like going on walks, like talking to friends, talking to families and just like finding some time to kind of like re-energize that way. But I would say another big thing for me is like, I'm a big like book nerd, audiobook nerd. So like have Audible, Libby, all the apps to like listen to tons of audiobooks. I try and like probably crush through like 30 to 45 books a year of just like varying variety of genres and stuff from like Christian theology to like, well, it seems like Return of the King for the fourth time because, right. you know, sometimes you see some good Lord of the Rings in your life. So I right. think that's just like another kind of like fun thing that we like to kind mm. of explore. So, mm. um, yeah. So I think those are some like big things. But I think when we have a free day, it's probably like filled with like sleeping in, making pancakes on a Saturday is like one of our favorite activities. Slow yeah. mornings, good like walk somewhere or hike somewhere. We have two dogs, so we'll take them get outside for a little bit and then just kind of like come unwind and chill in the backyard and put on a good movie. So I think that's probably a good free day. Can I, is it, is it okay if I share your Enneagram? You absolutely I don't, care. I don't want, so, so Justin and Maddie are both Enneagram sevens. We are. Two yeah. sevens in one home, it's one household. It's a lot to handle. Um, and so these, these guys like to, they like to hang out, man. They like to do the oh, things. Yeah. They like to have the fun. So we'll have you over. Anytime. That's right. They, I mean, so, so if you don't know these two, they are a fun little bunch that you want to get together with. Um, and you, most of them are probably, most of you probably know them just because uh, it's hard not to know the seven. That's true. In our midst. So. We are the big ones. One very <laughs> seven thing that we did a couple weekends ago was that we were just like driving. I think we went out to like lunch somewhere and went out of park and, our foster son fell asleep and he we knew he was not going to like wake up or he was not going to transfer well to his crib. And Maddie was like, I just really want Cracker Barrel right now. It's like three <laughs> thirty on a Saturday. So we drove to the nearest Cracker Barrel, which, if you do not know, is about 45 to 50 minutes away. Up north. Yeah. Um, and we just like did it and we had no plans to do it. And we just did it. And we ate dinner at 445 with all the old people. And then we came back and did something else at night. So that's just very that, seven of us to do. You know, that's 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 also very southern of you. It's also do. very southern. That was of us maybe to the do. most southern thing you've done yep. in, in the time that I've known you. Yep. So so just driving <laughs> an hour to the Cracker Barrel, get, get into the Cracker Barrel with the you know the seniors crew. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, that's that's great, man. Uh, all right, well, let's kind of close this thing down. I've been doing these little quick fire questions with the guys, and hey. so um, I, I'm just gonna start shooting from the hip, and you give me your quick answers, okay? Maybe. Uh, you go into Corvus Coffee. What's your order? Black coffee. Black coffee. Doesn't matter. 
I mean, are you a snob like Nate? Do you care? Or? Not as much as a snob as Nate, okay. but definitely like something I would probably like recommend or something, but it just has to be black coffee. Okay. Just yeah. black coffee. All right. Um, favorite genre of movie? I would say action movie right now. So currently on the treadmill, watching all the Marvel movies in order. So it's a really great treadmill activity. That is, that's, that takes some, yeah. how many are there? There's like. 28 or so so i'm like Golly. only three or four in but so i might lose steam but just like action movies for sure superhero <laughs> movies are very okay. fun okay okay uh would you rather wear long pants or short pants long also pants. known as shorts oh shorts then okay so i was like short pants like capris i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but i would rather wear shorts any day okay uh w- would you rather ski or snowboard ski all right uh are you a chipotle or qdoba chipotle well done I was going to have to cut, kick you out of the eldership. If that's that okay. was, yeah. Well, um, actually, I'm a Moe's person. So if you actually know what a Moe's is, it's a better version of Chipotle in the South. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm skeptical. <laughs> I'm intrigued and skeptical. They give you free chips with your meals. So you don't have to pay for it. That does not make it better. It's pretty nice, though, to get free <laughs> chips in the salsa and not to pay an extra $250 oh, for chips. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah. I, if it's a better burrito. Yeah, it's then, a pretty good burrito. Uh, so. Well, I I've not not met many burritos I haven't liked. That's so. true. Um, so yeah, that's something we we're gonna have to rectify at some point. Um, all, all, all right, man. I, I think that's man. I think that's good stuff. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending a half hour talking with yeah. us. And uh, if church, if you don't know Justin and Maddie, I mean these are these are these are good people. I mean these are people that you need to know that you you want to know um as they're as they're in this eldership candidacy man i would just take advantage of that and 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 engage them uh invite them over uh, invite yourself over go go buy them a a a black coffee i mean it seems like he's a cheap date yeah so uh (laughs) so uh but these are your elder candidates these three guys that we've interviewed and and kind of introduced you to and uh as we are walking with them we've we've seen man justin i've seen great spiritual maturity in you. I'm looking forward to uh, not only walking uh, alongside of you, but also serving together in this capacity, eldering together in this capacity. And uh, brother, just you're a blessing to our church. Your family's a blessing to our church. We love you. And we're glad you're on you're on this journey with us. Babe. Thanks, Chris. It's yeah. going to be a fun ride and I'm excited to get to know everyone more and to be part of this really cool team. Yeah. All right. Well, church, that's what we got for you today. Um, This will be, well, I'll probably come back on and host again at some point, but uh, Kyle will bring you back to your regularly scheduled Fathom Academy podcast programming uh, coming up in the coming weeks. But until then, we love you. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a great week, church. Bye, everyone.